Coming to you live from behind a wall of Christmas wrapping paper. It's time for Live from the Super Fortress Hardcore Genki! Hello! <laughs> well done, Andy. Very good, very good. I haven't wrapped any presents yet. That's that's all a lie. <laughs> but we have got a well, wall of wrapping paper well, to defend ourselves. Yeah, I mean, you know, with. we've got we've got Christmas paper and stuff. We've ready got to plenty of wrapping with, paper. You know, paper. Like there, there are Christmas lights festooned around all sections of the Super Fortress, including the <laughs> anti-Christmas defense batteries. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yep. Hello, everyone. If you hi, are out there, hi. say hi. Yep, so I thought I'd dust off my Twitch account and, you know, yep. just make some use of it. No drawing today, but we're just going to talk about nerdy stuff. And yeah. that's, well, that's my life. Like it's always. always been my life, you know. So, so, yeah. So, basically, hello. I am Pink Couple Jump. Uh, and I am Raggedy Man. Uh, we are coming to you live uh, from the Super Fortress Hardcore Genki, which is basically where we live. Uh, it's our very own haven from the outside hustle and bustle of a world that's gone rather cold recently. And We've blustery. turned the radiator up. And yes. blustery, yeah. So yeah. lots, lots, and lo and it's gone very dark, which is lots of excuse to cluster around the TV uh, mm. and watch things and not just soak up that radiation for nice warmth. It is. <laughs> I think so, I think so. But firstly, firstly, yeah, it's an update on some media caught that's caught our eye. Um, yes. So, firstly, some news. Da, da, da. Yes. Uh, so, this happened a while ago. Uh, you may or may not know this. Uh, I don't know how many fans and followers we've got. Uh, but um, we thought we'd say here, uh, so people know, um, Bunkerzilla and, uh, and Super Fortress have kind of parted ways they're yeah, doing I think we're just doing our own thing now you know because it was doing changing changing tack and changing direction um so they're focusing on other stuff they were hosting us for a while they were hosting stuff i was doing for a while um and we're going to carry on doing our thing uh we're still chums buddies yeah yeah people. buddies pals uh battlers in the ongoing war for attention so that's that's still cool um but as you can see we're no longer on bunkerzilla we're here uh yeah um cribbing off my old twitch account <laughs> which i'm fine with <laughs> yes. uh, which yeah. is absolutely fine so so yeah. uh, i'm nicking all your potential viewers which yeah. is cool yeah and uh we're going to be sharing this so, yeah we're basically <laughs> yeah. building up our own media empire because yeah. uh yeah, so yeah. what have we got so uh things that happened since we were, we were last here so we've now got a uh the super fortress hardcore genki hall of awesome which you can find at facebook facebook.com slash group slash hardcore genki that's where we're putting all our stuff doing all all our news uh we inherited a discord server which was pretty nice yeah we've uh, been having a lot of fun with that that's for sure the best, easiest way to find it, bit.ly slash superfortressdiscord. That's all camelback. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I've now, uh, we're also back on the podcasting, uh, by which I mean I'm going to edit this into a podcast and upload it on the podcasting. So raggedyman.net slash the raggedy jam podcast. Uh, anyone who's still got that on their podcatcher will just hear this and go, ooh, they're back in town, so they'll know all that, and they'll know where else to get us in formats other 
Dungeon Sins. And uh, obviously, Trash or tre Treasure has moved. It's no longer on Bunkers there. It's now at Trash or Treasure blog. Because I went yep. and got me a new URL to go with all the other URLs I underuse. <laughs> Which is basically Andy's write up of some of the films that we watch on the Thursday. Are they trash? Yes. Are they treasure? Sometimes both, but you have to pick one. That's my reviews of movies that I've found and watched. And currently I'm going through the Howling series, uh, which is, uh, it's it's a thing. I've got one more movie left. They are films. Be nice, nice to have it over and done with. Yeah. So, <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> but haven't you got loads of spin-offs to go through as well? Uh, no. Uh, I found a movie, a special movie that will be going on at the end, uh, if I've still got the will to live after the one... <laughs> after we'll the see. 2k's one yeah the, the, there was see. the recent one i reviewed um new new moon rising was awful uh to the point where i'm actually putting off watching the next one until i've recouped some of my sense anyway yeah. gotta build yourself up for that so that's but, that's yeah. where we are yeah um, um yeah so so following several months of well you know stuff that's happening outdoors you've seen it, how things it's... have been going on as a whole not even going to mention today's news with a new variant let's move on uh so yeah we're back we are back in some form or another we will hopefully be monthly like energy levels life everything being well at least every other month um life allowing um as of next year january 2022 yeah. so yeah Ho happy uh, happy early new, new year gift to you yeah <laughs> Hopefully it'll be monthly. Maybe it'll be ever ever around the month. But yeah, we've we've just I, got to see how we get on, you know, um, with everything that life's been throwing at us. Um, I shared a cartoon earlier on. earlier this week to my pals on Facebook, and it was just this poor chap trying to make lemonade from all the lemons that he'd been given, but the lemonades were like just like yeah, they just kept coming, and he had his he he was basically like put his forehead on the table, and he just couldn't deal with it anymore. And it's like, yep, the lemonade yep, keeps coming, that. and it just keeps feeling coming. That. That lesser known all stars. So. <sighs> yep. But anyway. it does mean that we've watched a lot of television <laughs> on really? the Discord as well, which is great. So, shall we start? Meanwhile, on TV. <laughs> yes, let's start. Let's start. So, with yeah, something we, that did, yep. just didn't want to stop. No. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. It stopped quicker than the last american season so we, we've oh, been God. watching rupaul's drag race uk season three it's been 10 weeks since you looked at me um after 10 weeks of dance-offs eliminations bitchy bitchy comments and around 200 different looks like yes. this third season of rupaul's drag race from the uk it's finally over uh rue took decision to crowns <laughs> no ah, i'm not going to read this one out actually i'm going to try and avoid you never read the script. i write these things several days beforehand <laughs> well i'm not going to spoil who won because it only aired on thursday that it was, was only a, a like, bold and that was challenging only, decision that was only two sleeps ago so i'm not going to spoil it just okay, yet fine so yes top three queens the the person who was crowned was crowned it's booked in already for a fourth season. There was a little yeah. advert at the end of one of the previous episodes. Did this one season show the charm, uniqueness, nerd and talent? Nerd? Nerd. We're the nerds. Nerve and talent needed. Mm -mm -mm. So my response to that is no, listener, viewer, it did not. 
if it wasn't for this Discord chat, I probably would have given up on this one. But like, I just felt that the queens didn't gel. There was very little banter. There was no catchphrases. There was no memes. There was no much better or anything like that. There was just nothing memorable. They were so young and talented, but because of that, the youth, the youth. Um, I don't know. It just felt like I don't want to sound ageist, but it was just bitching and shouting and ego, and it brought very little to the oh, workroom table, other than a few screeching noises. I think. I think the youth. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be angry at them because they're young, because everyone's young. Young once, and young people are awesome. Of course, they can't help. I. Us. I think. The the youthfulness showed because we've got a very established drag scene and a very established drag tradition in the UK. I think the youth show the youthfulness showed um, the reluctance of a lot of the established drag scene to take part in this for reasons I do not wish I do not wish to wildly speculate on. But it doesn't seem to be connecting, and that's why we got a lot of young people. Um, because they grew up with RuPaul Drag Race. Um, I mean, one of the guys in it was seven at the time that RuPaul Drag Race started screening in the UK. Mm-hmm. So the, these are people who a lot of their drag consumption has been the RuPaul thing. So that's a di- very different tradition to the UK tradition. Um, but yeah, I, I think it also kind of... Yeah, they they did. They, they weren't bringing something because I think they were a little too in awe of being on RuPaul Drag Race, mm, I, rather than yeah, yeah, getting on with anything. Yeah, um. So like, it took a while. Um, it, it yeah, I don't. It did tend to grow on me. It did. Um, my I have my favorite queen out of the top three. That was Ella <laughs> the Day. Um, I felt that Ella. She was she was elder. She was out of the other two calm she was collected she just enjoyed being ella doing Mm. comedy as well um and instead of just kind of freaking out about things just kind of got on with it and went oh oh i think i did all right at that you know it was Mm. it was calm and it was it was just being comfortable and happy it had energy they had energy but it wasn't a nervous energy as such i mean they probably had nerves they obviously had nerves but it, so they seemed a lot more composed. They were pretty cool. Yeah. So, Andy, you mentioned it seems to have lost faith in its yeah, my, own my, format. My my big take from this season is that they kept on mucking around. Like they had double. They had um. They kept they 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 had what now seems to be the traditional RuPaul bollocking of the cast. Going, There's no <laughs> winners this week. Well, um, no, there was no fucking H. Oh, swearing. No effing H and M version um, of like a catchphrase, for example. Like that's my point. There was no like, yeah, massive they're, they're, kind of memorable was, phrases. They just seemed to be. It was like they had they had no elimination, then they had double elimination, then they had the false semi final, and they they just didn't seem something. Something dramatic seemed to be missing. There seemed to be. They didn't have enough faith in the show itself, mm. and so they were having to piss around with the setup and the and the way they were approaching that. I do wonder how much of that is to do with the prizes being relatively low key mm. on on the UK one. I mean, you get ten grand a, a win 
in the US one, mm -hmm. plus a whole bunch of other prizes. Mm -hmm. In the UK, there's a single prize for the winner, which is cool, and obviously there is exposure on that, but there's no imminent thing to get people really exciting and exciting they can't constantly turn around and go the winner of this will receive a lifetime of sequins or anything like that so that kind of just nerfs it a little bit mutes mm -hmm. it a little bit yeah the, yeah i i just think it's the fact that i mean like we had joe black in season two mm -hmm. you know we had proper long-term established queens from the old school that where are, they aren't turning up at the moment in, in this no, season and I'm no. just like I, mean, there's a, I know COVID has thrown a spanner in the works that's oh, absolutely. for sure I genuinely felt that this season was very rushed and there are, have been some reports of like usually one episode is filmed over two days whereas mm. some people have responded that sometimes one episode was fil filmed in one day there was a rumour that, that the whole exhausting. thing was done in ten days which is absolute which is going to be nonsense yeah, there's no yeah. way you could do that no, like at least within a month, but even if that was doubled at 20 days, like that's a lot. That it's is a, a lot. I, it, it definitely, it, it, it didn't spark. I mean, I know I normally don't get engaged until about episode seven because you cut, you, unless, it's a, unless it's a new country mm -hmm. and I'm going, ooh, new country, yeah. what, who dares? You yeah. know, and get it, getting the vibe for the style in that. Unless it's got that, I um I tend to be less interested until episode three because then you've got less people and people can shine through. It's a lot mm. le lot less sound bitey. In this one, I just I didn't really get any. No, it just kind of went meh. You know, meh. you just deflated, was... right? Just a bit meh. Yeah. So yeah, another thing that I liked. Uh, well, you know, good things, bad things. And one good thing that another good thing that I liked about Elle of a Day is that at the last episode, um, there is a, a there's always that interview, isn't there, with the top two mm. queens. Um, but with Ella, it was nice to see someone of confidence and happy that they weren't, quote, doing drag as a last resort after mm. doing stage work. Like they viewed their time doing drag as like an, a following chapter or even a new book. Like it wasn't mm. a sidestep or a down step or anything, step down or anything like that. And I was like, yeah, because people do have this thing like, oh, you're only on television. You're not doing film. Uh, you know, there's that kind of weird media snobbery. And I think that was really Whatever important. Whatever you're doing isn't about enough. It. Of course, yeah. of course. And that really needs decimating because things aren't like how they were in the 1950s and 60s, where I think many people probably heard of that sort of thing. Um, you know, it's it's impossible to do just one thing in the 21st century, and you have to try a lot of mm. things, and you've got to do what you enjoy. And I'm so glad that she did enjoy it. Any, uh, um, any other queens that caught your yeah. eye? So, well, uh, talking about the top three, I mean, you know, they they were all charming in their own ways. They they're all irritating in their own ways as well. But um, Crystal Versace, who is like three months old, um, she grew on me uh, actually towards the end. But I mean, even though it was a bit repetitive with the age jokes essentially that's probably all that she had i don't know she but she grew on me because personally i really relate to like trying to learn a script and the lines not sticking trying to learn a dance at school and the moves just not sticking 
um like she said that she had uh, dyslexia so it will affect that neurodiversity mm. thing um so it was very clear that she had to work twice as hard and even though she did lack experience because she worked hard on her looks and everything that she learned on the show you know I thought well we'll respect and another thing that I did respect was uh even though I didn't like her fat phobic comments really early on uh with Veronica Scone um as I think everybody was like oh a bit taken aback by that but then she apologized immediately and she didn't backtrack she did not backtrack. So I thought that was very, very good of her to say, you know what? That came out of my mouth. What was I thinking? I'm so sorry. And that was that. And I'm like, great, fine. That's, that's a 19-year-old making a mistake because exactly. they're 19. Exactly. The one, I'm not a I'm not I'll come on. I'm not a huge fan of Crystal uh, Crystal Versace, but one thing I will absolutely give him props for was they admitted that they were a virgin at 19. And that's said it on national cool. television. And that's really oh, intimidating, know? especially yeah. when my understanding of the gay scene is very, you know, sex, sex, sex orientated. Well, especially that, the, the specific gay that's scene. A stereotype, they're isn't in. It? So it is you know, it is a stereotype very prevalent within that. So many pressures anyway, regardless so, of scene or age or regardless or of scene or age or whatever, but coming out and normal because nineteen, yeah, whatever. You know, that's 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 nothing you haven't met anyone you you've only just finished doing your a levels you know you probably yeah. haven't had time you've got no clue yeah, what you're doing having no them come out that. and say that and and help normalize it i'm not i'm not saying it's good that i'm not saying it's good that they're a virgin i'm not saying it's bad that they're a virgin i'm saying that them coming out and going yeah i'm a virgin and the general response being well that's a thing that very positive super important yeah oh and of, of course a charity case talking about um aids living with aids and mm. uh, all the all the other vulnerabilities as well mm. you know i will say that there was a lot of new discussion mm. in the workroom that i hadn't heard of on any shows so that you know that, that's another plus you know you also, i can't remember the name of the lady, uh, literally one of them, one of the queens is a cis woman queen. Oh, Veronica uh, Scone? Veronica Scone, cis mm -hmm. woman queen, first yeah. woman represented. Yeah. Um, cool. I didn't Big know it thing. It's now a thing. Yeah. They seem to be doing some firsts, which is which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are, these are the positives of essentially a show that didn't quite gel. Um, the other top three queen was um, Kitty Scott Claus. So one thing that I wrote in my show notes was that none of the queens in season three, I felt, seemed to lean into their regions at all, because I find that really odd, because um, whenever BBC advertise, who, who's your winner? Is it your Birmingham queen? Is it your Yorkshire queen? Is it this, that, the other, London queen or whatever? Like, especially when you've had a top three queen that says, clearly as overtly west midlands as bag of chips was like yeah. i mean i clearly have a bag of chip shoulder chips oh, on my also, shoulder lawrence, Ch know. lawrence cheney's whole thing was being scottish exactly right and also um, being awesome yes um, yes yes um so i just found it odd that nobody really lent into where they were from this season they, they didn't maybe river medway did with her very oh. funny first time round maybe not second third fourth time round of pretending to be the statue Charitza, in Charitza may and uh Charitza may definitely did yeah Charitza. yeah she's sweet Spanish. 
yeah, yeah, with very overtly. Um, yeah, actually, but... Chiritsa, her jokes, her comedy, considering English wasn't her first mm. language at all, stunningly funny. She she was, I think, my favourite queen overall because she was very charming. Yeah. So yeah. Um, let us know what, if you if you we we apparently yeah. got some reviews. So let us know what you think. <laughs> Please sure, if you drop, your, drop your comments in the chat. I can't see them, so Andy will have to you read will, them out. As soon as they come, I will throw, throw them out. <laughs> that's Trust fine. Me. That's if fine. all else fails, this will, this will make great radio. Um, you, you didn't really sit on the sofa this time around this season. No, I didn't. So. I, the biggest problem I had was I really failed to care about any of the queens. It, it did have to work it, really hard. <laughs> and this is, into, none, of them, you know. none of them were unpleasant. None of them annoyed or angered me or anything. They were all perfectly entertaining, but they were all just there. I mean, the yeah. only person that wasn't the case or that, that, that wasn't uh, the situation for was charity. It was charity case, but that was because they seemed to be on the wrong show. I mean, <laughs> they should have been on Dragula. Be, they should have been on Dragula. <laughs> And that is, not, that is yes. not me being dismissive of of their drag. It's completely valid drag, and some of it was absolutely amazing. But I was just watching it going, what are you... What is this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she, she made me laugh the most, though, because all the queens were doing their things, and then the camera just panned to Charity Case just being this... Just weird gremlin in the background being really creepy and it was the funniest, funniest they, thing they... because charity case wasn't creepy like uh, shrieky sorry she was just qu quietly creepy doing in these the gigantic corner. movements in the corner just, and i found that very charming <laughs> lurking just quietly <laughs> like, lurking oh, the fairy godmother from hell kind of, oh she made yeah, me laugh a it was lot. cool she but... was great yeah yeah. Maybe it's just the maybe it's the editing style. Because you've, I mean, you've also got to remember, so much of the tension, so much of the drama is in the edit, and this was something I was definitely spotting in the last episode. Mm. Was the editing style they'd gone to was almost deflated. There were a lot of uh, what I'd refer to as beats missing, mm. where the show just wasn't quite hitting the comedic tempo or the exciting yeah. tempo. So I say I think maybe a lot of this has come down to the edit, which shows. The power of editing in these things um because we are obviously watching a very false reality yeah so anyway yeah that was that was where we were with that it was but moving on our other obsession other obsession doom patrol oh yes show an obsession in this fortress oh god yes it's, it's more obvious than you think <laughs> so this uh, this picked up where the previous season uh was forced to stop due to covid lockdown uh, it's been another 10 episodes of the original Hard Luck, non, uh, not superheroes, definitely not superheroes, uh, getting shat on by life, misfortune, and Niles fucking Chandler being an absolute Swearing. dick. <laughs> uh, they started the season by beating an imaginary friend that was going to destroy the world. Then they died. Then they came back as zombies, and then they fought a bunch of dadists out to sh shatter everyone's mind with interpretive dance. That's as good a pricey as you're ever going to get of a season of Doom Patrol. Um, I enjoyed it, uh, but then that's like shooting fish in a barrel, if we're going to be honest. Uh, I'd enjoy Doom Patrol, um, the deodorant, if they released the merchandise, <laughs> if DC released the merchandise or the comic. If, so if DC comic. released any merchandise any or merchandise. comic yeah. of Doom Patrol, that would be great. 
I I enjoyed it, especially as it gave a lot of focus on the development of Rita Farr. Um, Rita Farr yeah. being a huge fan of the, in the character in the books. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily the most developed. <coughs> pardon me. Not necessarily the most developed character has been missing a number of times. Um, Poor Andy. So Rita Farr is a 1950s character. Her, the actress's head is in the cage in this image. Andy, for people who aren't familiar with Doom Patrol, do you want to just give a very, very, very quick summary of the characters in this? Uh, okay, this you've got, uh, starting from the left going to the right, you've got Cliff Steele, who was an 80s dra uh, uh, NASCAR racer. He almost died in a car accident. He's now a brain in a jar, thanks to Niles Chandler. Uh, you've got um, Cyborg. Uh, he's a 19-year-old kid, part man, part cyborg, because of Niles Bloody Chandler. You have uh, Rita Farr. She's the one with the head in the cage. She was a 1930s movie star. She then got turned into an amorphous blob uh, that can control her shape just about. That was because of Niles Bloody Chandler. Uh, the lady in the bottom right with the multiple heads that's crazy jane she has 67 personalities at the moment maybe we're not sure each one of them's got its own superpower guess whose fault that is and then the gentleman um in the mask is the mask is larry he used to be a uh rocket ship pilot and a closeted uh gay man he then got exposed to the negative force which turned him radioactive and became a symbiotic life force for him and if you can't guess whose fault all that was you don't get the idea of the show so uh, he was an air force pilot around world war ii era wasn't around he? uh 60s 60s era and they're, they're, yeah and this is and all the, set in the current day so they're all quite that's old. right and then the but, person who isn't in the picture is niles chandler chandler i'll get on to get on to that in, in a bit. anyway uh and the lady in red Lady that's Red is Madame four. Rouge. Madame Rouge is the focus of this season. Mm, kind of. It's like her and Rita Farr. Mm. But, oh, look, another one of you. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello, <laughs> Good to see you, Morph now. Yeah. Hi. No, I, I... Hi. Okay, but what do you say? Like, yes. <laughs> very, Larry Trainer, Air Force pilot. Somebody rang. Ding dong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was... It was pretty cool rita far as i said she got a lot the character got a lot more expansion in this season which i really liked they they, they built up the character gave her a lot more direction um than had been done previously which was really really great there was also a lovely uh part when brendan fraser because the body of robot man is robot man is is the physical body is one gentleman i can't remember the name of the voice is brendan fraser okay um and they had a wonderful scene where Brendan Fraser was playing pre-crash Cliff Steele, uh, and he was talking to himself as post-crash Cliff Steele, just both of them physically meeting and swearing at each other and going, hey, buddy, you're looking great. Uh, and it was just great TV. It was very emotional. It was also uh, Brendan Fraser's got dad bod. He's got big. He's had various things. He's now large, but he was still able to rock it, which was very cool, and he was presenting himself as a competent successful character so that was nice to have a regular bodied person on tv or or a slightly let themselves go body on tv doing that and i said uh, michelle gomez um she was madame rouge that was just great michelle gomez she absolutely she jumped in and and rocked the role which was really cool i also remember got quite a bit of pickup from the 
um, Doctor Who fandom, uh, which is strange, but they turned up. So welcome to the party. That was cool. Yeah. So yeah, that was the. Yeah, it, it was uh, us large. This is from Moon for us large boys. Just acts more as. Yeah, it was. He 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 pulled it off really well. He acted like a large boy would. That he wasn't ashamed. There was no shame. There was no denigration because of it. It wasn't like oh he. I mean, the original Cliff Steele is a bit of a dick, but it wasn't. They weren't using him being big. Uh, Brendan Fraser being bid to exemplify him being a bad person. It was just that that's mm. the shape he was. So that, that was that was cool. And is has Laura got any comments? Oh yeah, sure. Sorry. So yeah, the, the show is just consistently high quality, isn't it? You know, um mm. it, it just jumps so effortlessly between being super serious and comedy and random and all the character development is there. It's you know everybody grows and then they do something stupid and then you put your head in your your hands, <laughs> but you know that... they do kind of pull together because there's a lot of animosity. Like everybody expects super superhero buddies to get along, but they they don't. You know oh. they've got a lot of anger, they've got a lot of the... problems. You know, but they the... do get along, but they work. They have to work really hard to get through it. It's just wonderful having a group who are who are together because they got shafted. Yes, and exactly. There's, there's there's constantly this tension of we're absolutely not a superhero team, even though they are. I think that makes them more heroic in this in this season. Um, the one thing I would say about this season is, and this this is something that, other than just you know, it's an excuse to talk about Doom Patrol. Of course, I'm going to talk about maybe Doom Patrol. But the thing I wanted to point out, bring up was, um, I think this season highlighted the difficulty entertainment has had and is still having during the ongoing pandemic. Not only did they have to, sh they 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 had to effectively shorten this season as they needed to glue the end of season two onto it. Season two shut down. Just season two was nine episodes long because the pandemic shut down the you know the shooting of the of the final couple of episodes. So they had to glue the end of season two onto this season. Uh, they had to redo the script. They had so you know the the the, show, the season they had planned naturally got shrunk. By about nine, and you know, about an episode and a half. But they also had to redo the scripts they had to comply with the restrictions that were on them when they were shooting. So they had everything ready to go, and then they're just like, "Right, here's the script. Here's what we want to do. Does it pass health and safety? That mm -hmm. we only just found out a couple of weeks ago what the health and safety would be. So that's monumentally difficult for people making this stuff at the moment. Um. For example, uh, Miles Chandler, the character, isn't in this season mm -hmm. because Timothy Dolphin, Dol Dalton, sorry, couldn't make it to the states. Mm -hmm. So because of COVID, right? Yeah, it's COVID restrictions and the, mm -hmm. and the, and, and the COVID risks. The actor was available. The actor wanted to do it. The actor, his voice appears on a couple of occasions through the season because that's the work he could do. But it's, it, it's as I said, it just highlights. This is just one season, one show that highlights the difficulties people are having making entertainment at the moment mm -mm. and the grace that they managed to flip the season and make it work mm -mm. i think that's if we're getting any new content at the moment that isn't three people in a field 
talking with the fan on, then there's an <laughs> awful lot of work behind it. With the, you know, with the masks on or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, so what's next, Andy? Do we know, do we know anything? Like whether it's... <laughs> I have no clue. Or Danny the Street or the Brick or the Ambulance. I mean, there is a little ambulance. We've got the a current status is Danny is Danny is an ambulance. You which can is see cool. the ambulance on the road at the bottom. Of yeah, the that's Danny the ambulance. <laughs> he used to be Danny the street. He then became Danny the brick. He then became Danny the. Uh, anyway, that's Danny. Danny's awesome. <laughs> uh, I have no he idea because this season they they brought in um, the the uh, a large crux of the season was a group of characters called uh, the Sisterhood of Dada. And the sisterhood of of Dada were an updating of one of the um, v the villains they faced last in in the comics, who were called the Brotherhood of Dada. So they they radically changed those characters. Um, just the whole premise of who they were, how they connected. They did them brilliantly. They were absolutely the characters from, more or less, they were absolutely the characters from the book. It was just on a completely different life path. Yeah. So, and they're also bringing in some of their own plot lines that they've built up from the previous seasons. Um, so for me, as someone who, who knows the comics absolutely inside out, I have no idea what's coming next. And that's brilliant. Yeah. It's absolutely Doom Patrol. And I am absolutely sure there will be stuff that I will point out and go, oh, that's that from the book. But I won't know what will be coming next. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah, absolutely. In a time where we've got remakes and everything popping out of every single media orifice, like it's mm. just nice to have something so random because it's not following the comics at all. It's inspired by the comics, really, yeah. for its adaptation. So even if you have read every single page like Andy has, you still don't know what's happening. So, you know, it's good. All right. Oh, so yeah, another yeah. another another episode, another recommendation for Doom Patrol. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, what else we got? What the, else the, the Doom Patrol addict says, "Keep on Doom Patrolling." Keep uh, on doing. In a shock to practically no one. What we got next? We got an armadillo. <laughs> yeah. What the heck is this? You may say. So yes. I've. Uh, so this animation. Uh, it's a short show. Uh, it recently dropped on Netflix. It's been described as a cartoonist who lives in Rome with his armadillo for a conscience, reflects on his life path and would-be love as he and his friends travel outside the city. Uh, they, the description also used words like offbeat and irreverent. Irreverent, sorry. We do have actual mince pies so that you can take bites yeah. out of when one of us mispronounced the That's your mispronunciation. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that, you, you chomp it. Oh, I have to chomp it. But I'm, yeah, I'm you got it wrong. Okay, fine. So, um, so where were we? They described, described it as offbeat and irreverent, but they missed out amazing and gut punch. Oh my goodness! So we laughed and we cried, and we really loved it. Um, just to clarify, it's called "Tear Along the Dotted Line." Tear along the dotted line. Yes, that's complete. So we didn't know what that was about. No um, Never heard I'm of it always up for watching new animations. Like we don't get enough of them, especially like something random from Europe, you know. But it was a roller coaster. It really was. Um, it was a fast-paced collection of anecdotes and memoirs about the dotted line of life. Basically, we all end up following some line or we can't follow it or for whatever reason and you rip across the line like you know when you tear off that direct debit slip yeah. you know that kind of adulthood frustration kind of when you have to start paying bills so that's that's my english metaphor i guess yeah maybe we'd have cut along the dotted line i don't know but tear along the dotted line i think has a, a more rough and ready and 
what's the word uh like you know often you tear it and it doesn't quite follow the line that sort of thing there's not yeah. a lot of analogies i think with this title um so we just put it on it was something new we were listening to it when we were doing some diy so that's very middle-aged of us yeah. um, but we had to stop it because you know we were laughing <laughs> so we weren't drilling holes in the right places um yeah so it was just fast it was fast it, um and so many wild metaphors and yeah it's just great it was an absolute and i say this in the most positive way this the, this was an absolute con job of a series because <laughs> it it starts it starts at a reasonable pace and then it just gets faster and funnier and it sucks you in and it makes you think it's going to be this ride and then it absolutely isn't and I, I got really drawn in, um, possibly because I just felt myself relating uh, to the Zero Calculator character. The whole thing is, is the, the main character is supposed to be the original artist of these these comics, uh, Zero Calculator. And uh, you got to take Zero Calculator. Calculator. Right, I'm going to copy the Wikipedia on article about the artist. Okay. Um, so yeah, but yeah. You... <laughs> Calculator. Um, it was, it <laughs> what was did just... it translate to? Um, uh, something to... Uh, zero. Oh, oh, zero lime scale. <laughs> yeah, it was really sharp. It was really cynical. It was really, really witty. And then it started developing a through story because it was basically about this guy just being miserable and middle aged and cynical. And I'm well, like, yeah, I, I'm down with like, that. It's that whole, you know, when you have your mid. 20s quarter life crisis and everything's going wrong and everything that you're told to do like just doesn't work out and things like that um yeah so it's having lived through all those late 20s <laughs> early 30s issue <laughs> calculator sounds like exactly. a doomed girl villain obsessed with complex math wrong problems. name wrong series <laughs> yeah so so yeah um no, I, I i just as i said yeah it it started out being a bunch of little slice of life skits about being old, you know, whatever age and cynical. And then it started developing a plot and we kind of just went, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And then the plot ambushed us. I can't think yeah. of another way of putting it. Yeah, it was no not what we had signed up for. No spoilers. No spoilers. And it just starts happening and like, oh, why are these, why are these guys traveling? Who are they staying with? Oh, and then oh, that's it. No, no spoilers, uh. but like, oh my god. Um, yeah, so because of these last last mainly two, I'd say the last two and a half episodes out of the six mm. episodes, because they're a huge emotional curveball. Please prepare your heart and your mind. Um, so and the the cartoonist, um, he's very car he's very popular. Um, and I, I'm gonna check after this whether his um, comic books out, have yeah. been translated. Yeah. I know some of them have been. I'm not sure about his autobiographical stuff. Oh, right. Um, so they should be because they're very relatable. Um, yeah. So the original Italian dub, it had apparently it, its charm for its audiences was because there was some very specific slang used. So um, the English dub focuses on accents, which I think brings a parallel comedy bit across well, like the fact that his buddy was welsh it, the fact that his buddy just came out with his welsh accent and that just floored us because it was ridiculous but it works so well mm. um and i know that they're going to be some bits that can't really come across well yeah. in the translation but i think overall they did a really good job of it um so yeah it's six episodes long 
uh, so it's about three hours half an hour each give it a try just to try. prepare prepare yourself be ready <laughs> so, for yeah. intensity oh, great hopefully seeing more meanwhile in the movies <laughs> guests it's June. Everybody knows June. Everyone knows June. It's the one about the space cocaine being pooped out by giant worms and an intergalactic burning man. And we know it's really pretty because Dennis, Dennis, of course it looks pretty. Vilner made it. Uh, I've been a huge fan of the books. Well, the first three anyway, uh, since I was a teen, and Laura's in the room when we watched the 1984 version. I think that's about how engaged you were when I'm sitting there going, oh, sh- and I'm like, sh- eh, doing other uh, things, yeah. not really concentrating. So, I'm not going to uh, bore the shit out of you about you know what would be the minutiae of what got left out from the book stop of the door. No, what I want to do is I want to ask Laura what you, you know, <laughs> as somebody who's like not a huge fan of it what did you think of the movie <laughs> so i came out of the cinema and met up with everybody and i went finally a version of june that i understand <laughs> <laughs> finally they finally made it accessible to newcomers and i'm sure that that fact alone really riled some diehard june fans ha 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 but anyway <laughs> so the sets they were superb the outfits they were beautiful it was just great but it in a, in a nutshell, so Andy, they were at war because everybody just wants some of that sweet, sweet, spicy cocaine dust, right? That was my assumption that's, that they were fighting, pretty, right? That's pretty much it. Right, uh, yeah. D- Dennis Villeneuve didn't do a great job. The problem is the book pretty much just throws you in. It doesn't do a... One of the really great things about the books is that it doesn't do a huge amount of explaining. It tells you what's going on but it, do, it lets you fill in an awful lot of details. Some people like it, some people don't, but it does mean that the book doesn't do a huge amount of explaining the details of why everyone's at war, other than we're at war. Um, and there, there, war. Are expl- there are explanatory <laughs> lines, but it's normally within the context of you know front, you know, you accepting they're at war and you going, right, well, why is it, you know, rather than a real solid reason. There's there's a huge vendetta between the two houses, main houses involved, but it's never really explained why. You don't need to know why. They just try to gank each other. And Dennis Fielder does, yeah, he, he got that across pretty well. Exactly. As All a you whole. need is the gist. You don't need a blooming Star Wars episode one, everybody it, talking in the chambers about the ins and outs of you the also war don't logistics. Need, you don't need what the 1984 book gave you, which was a pamphlet to help explain the movie. <laughs> um, Fascinating stuff, that. But Can yeah, I, I, I went and saw it with... The, the thing is, I saw it with, with a couple of diehard Dune fans, and we really enjoyed it. And I saw it with you and uh, Ty- Tiger Chili, um, a friend of ours, who aren't really diehard Dune fans, and you enjoyed it as well. And I can't remember the last time I went to to something like this, and both both newcomers and old hands were as hype. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and you've been waiting such cool. a long time for it, right? You've been waiting so long for it because it had been just delayed, delayed, delayed. It was just so yeah. nice to see you and our other friend, 20 Pence, just enjoy it so mm. much. And that as well, I think, from the outside looking in, you know, it was pleasing. It was nice. It was very and pleasing. It was, it was nice to be part of that as well. It was very successful. The, the only disappointing thing so far is that 
Okay, so number one, I went into this knowing there were going to be a bunch of edits because, as I said, books are doorstop. We then found out there's a whole bunch of scenes that got made which haven't made it to the cinematic release. Hmm. Fine, this is the editing process. But we then found out that Dennis Villeneuve has just gone, no, there will not be a director's cut. Hmm. What you got at the cinema is what... So the fans are just sitting there going, you've got it, you can get it up to speed, you can release it to us, and we'll give you more of our money. Why aren't you doing it, you bastards? Maybe he's just saving it for 20th anniversary release. You know, Maybe, so, but maybe. God damn it, just give us those scenes. <laughs> so that's the second movie has been greenlit because this it is has. essentially part one of two, right? It is, yeah. So, yeah, it's I'm happy also, about that. It's back in the cinema. What? Uh, oh. re released. It's been re released. It's, it's, it broke 100 million in America recently wow. and they, they're sending it back to the cinema for um, Christmas. So well, fair enough. It's, nice. It's a slow burner. It's which, such a beautiful film as well. It should be absorbed on the big screen. So, oh yeah, yeah. It's one of the few times I'm like, wow, glad to yeah. see it in IMAX. Well, now I know what's going on in June. I'd be quite happy to watch the '80s one again because now I know what's going on. I just want to see Sting in his fighting pants again. Yeah, you know? it, and you know, with a bit more context, you know, makes sense. <laughs> it's it's curious it's had a really polarizing effect on the 84 version because bef before it was i don't know how to put it it's just brought that into sharp con context a lot of people are now a lot of pe people on the scene are now championing the 84 version because of its retro appeal and because of its ridiculousness ah interesting so if it's, anything it's bridged the gaps and given it more life at the same time it's kind of made it a bit more popular because yeah. it's got because we've now got the three, well, there's three versions of it. Of it, there's the uh, original '84 film, there's the 2001 TV series, and now there's this. Because there's now so much more compare and contrast. Yeah. People and and I never had a massive problem with. I mean, there's some shortfallings on it, but the '84 version is fun to look at. Mm -hmm. And. This one is fun to actually understand the plot and have some acting in it. So, nah. <laughs> or comprehensible acting. It's unfair on the 84 version. The 84 version's got a lot of acting. In some cases, it's got far too much acting. <laughs> but, so much acting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm still, all I can say is, I'm very much looking forward to the next version. And I'm very much looking forward to when I'm 60, someone else having a crack at it and gaining it and, and not making the book. It's Aww. just, it's going to be what it's going to be. So if it's what out else? the cinema again, go and see it. You know, yes. we, we thoroughly enjoyed it, whether you know it or not. Don't be put off by weird children That's... of June TV or 80s sting pants. Like, you can just go and enjoy it from scratch. Speaking of children, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Woo! This is where we get contentious. Do we? Well, yeah, I suppose so. But by contentious, you just mean different viewpoints. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas June, stuff your stocking with spicy cocaine. Always spicy cocaine. Anyway, Not carry so on with the, spicy. Christmas, with the Ghostbusters. So Ghostbusters. Oh, so Ghostbusters has always been a, a big part of my life. Like the original film, it was creepy enough for young me to be spooked by it, but also intrigued by it. So, you know, it was the first kind of grown-up film that was cartoonish enough that I had enough interest in, in to watch. Um, and it, that was swiftly followed up by the real Ghostbusters TV animation. Um, and that was one of my early special interest animations. 
Um, and then after that was Garfield because Lorenzo Music was both the voice actor for Garfield as well as uh, Peter Venkman. Oh, yeah. But that's that's another part. chapter. Ghostbusters always leads to Garfield. <laughs> it, well, it does because yeah, Bill Murray voices Garfield now, which I think yeah. is amazing. Yeah. But yeah, that was a weird parrot. I think Rick and Morty did something about it, and that blew my mind. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, as usual, Ghostbusters. It was considered a boys' film. It was considered a boys' cartoon. So not many of my friends who were girls at school didn't like it as much as I did. It was very much something I enjoyed at home, you know, with my brother. We had lots of toys and the comics. And and what I also loved was Janine, like Janine Melnitz um, did not give one, you know, she put everybody in her place and sorted everybody out. Like even in the cartoon, she was an honorary Ghostbuster in some of the later episodes and the later seasons. Um, and I think also the group, a group, an idea, sorry, of a group of like bumbling around adults, like not being held up to much in other people's viewpoints, um, still being able to do a good job and follow through with what they believe in. Like that's reassuring to me. It was reassuring to me, like as an anxious kiddie. And even though I wasn't very science obsessed, it was just science fiction -y enough for to hold my attention, I think. Um but then you had Ghostbusters 2, um, and that was really, really boring. And nobody I remembers like anything about it. Yeah, but nobody talks about it, though. Like, and Harold Ramis wasn't even in it, right? He was. Like, who was, somebody wasn't in it, or somebody didn't have much to do with it, or somebody really didn't want to and they were forced. Wasn't was that Bill Murray? Bill Murray. Like, Bill but Murray even didn't Bill want Murray. to be into it, which was why he wasn't wearing a suit. It was basically uh, Dan Aykroyd <laughs> really wanted to do it. Yeah, but it didn't go down too well. But yeah. So, and then ages later, we had Answer the Call, which was released a few years ago. Years and it's ago, one, yeah. of, one of my favorite films. Uh, again, for my love of female characters, and like it was the film I wanted to see as a little girl, Ghostbuster, really. Mm. But that got trashed mainly because of sexism. It wasn't quite the same comedy, even though there were Saturday Night Live comedians. There was a lot of problems with online hate with that film, which I feel is dreadfully unfair. Um, so I actually had a, a lot of trepidation when I saw the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I really did. But it was clearly marketed as, you know, clearly, transparently, it was a focused, intentional nostalgia trip. So, so I was like, right, come on, let's go and see it then. But you, when we got gonna, in there... Are you going to give them the skinny? And it hit all my buttons. So are you've you... got little nerdy Phoebe on the left with the proton pack. You've got the ever-exasperated mom um uh behind and you've got the little boy with the uh binoculars on his called head and podcast. He's, he's called himself podcast because he does podcasts and like he just wants content and he liaises with phoebe who is very awkward and isn't very good at you know social skills she's more into clearly science supposed to be neurodivergent both of them i you know i clearly you know put phoebe down with autism and i clearly put podcast down as adhd like they, he's Possibly, just so yeah. energetic but you know hyper focused on his thing um on the left we've got uh it's finn wolfhart is his real name yes, from stranger which is an amazing name Amazing name. Yeah, he name. is playing uh, Trevor Spangler. Spangler. Take that Spangler. bite. Sorry. Spangler. Take that bite of mince pie, Andy. Um, yeah, so what we should mention is that the, the mom and Phoebe and Trevor, they are all related to Egon Spangler. Mm -hmm. um, behind 
Trevor is a lady, I've forgotten her name, but she works at the fast food joint. Um, But again, it's like, it's just being awkward, but believing in these random things that nobody else does. At the forefront, he's not actually the main character. (laughs) They put him at the forefront of this poster because he is Paul Rudd. It's actually Phoebe and the mom and the brother that are the main characters in this film, but they've put Paul Rudd in it to get bums on seats, clearly. So... (laughs) <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you want me to read the intro, or are you just absolutely determined not I'm to read the intro? I'm just ad-libbing it. I've just ad- Where okay. have, have I missed it entirely? Yes. Oh, there, there we go. Well, I've done it. I've done it. It's fine. Who needs show notes fine. when you're excited about Ghostbusters? That's cool. <laughs> but their poor mum, like, she's ever exasperated and frazzed, and they've got no money, and they end up going into this spooky old house, and that just opens portals, basically. Um, so, they live. They live in the middle of nowhere. So, like, so I loved it. So, Andrew, why are you so so about it? I'm. Why am I so so about it? Yeah. Okay. So, to give some context, uh, the new film focuses on the family of the now dead Egon, Egon Spengler. Um, I'm inspired now. Due to, due to the sad passing of Harold Ramis, features oh, the antics boy. of tea geek science kid Phoebe Spangler and awkward elder brother Trevor Spangler, supported by. They're exasperated. I did. Phoebe Spengler. Uh, they're, try- they're trying to adjust Terrible. to a living in the in in the middle of nowhere with nuclear powered death rays as they've inherited um, land to keep them all busy. Uh, yeah, the problem I had was that I could see all the tricks it was trying to pull. I could see exactly all the heartstrings it was trying to hit, and I could see all the member berries it was trying to to set off with me. It's level of reverence for the original Ghostbusters, which it was a direct sequel to, they completely skipped skipped part two, was so astronomically high. The story never got to be its own thing. It was... And it's the only film in the series that doesn't work by itself. So you can watch Ghostbusters 2, whilst I'm not going to say whether or not Ghostbusters 2 was great, Operates as its own film. Ghostbusters Answer the Call operates as its own own films. You 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 can watch them without having to really know what happened in Ghostbusters. When it helps, it makes better. There's obviously context between them, but you can just go into them as is. On this one, you need the context of Ghostbusters one for it to mean anything, for it to actually hit you with anything, and and for it to vibe with you so it it was it 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 was trying to elicit a reaction to ghostbusters one and trade on ghostbusters one all the way through not being its own thing for all the failings of answer the call of which there were many but i overall loved the movie answer the call was making you know making its own way it was doing its own thing there were a lot of callbacks to the originals but there are also a lot of new things. This was constantly harking back to the original, and that just whatever, you know, it never got to be own thing. And it frustratedly massively because you had two excellent young characters that never got out of the shadow of the previous movie. That even the ending, the ending was had a Deus Ex ending that was just aren't the Ghostbusters great? And it's like, yeah, they were great. This isn't their sodding film. I wanted it, it, so it just. It, it was a nice love letter, though. 
it was an it. absolute love letter. But what else could it have been? I mean, you can't. It could you have can't been trounce. its own thing. No, I don't it, think you can trounce Ghostbusters, though. Honestly, it doesn't but, need to trounce Ghostbusters. But, it, but it, if it, it if it tried to be its own thing, wouldn't it just get like online hatred? Like answer the call did. Well, probably not because it's got it's not female centric. So yeah, you wouldn't have as many as many haters going on there. It and. I think with the cat with the characters they had and the setup they had, they could have relatively stuck to the same plot. They could still have had references to the old plot. It's difficult to discuss this too much because I, don't, I want to avoid spoilers. Mm. But they could still have had most of the same setup. But I, I don't think you could fit it in the, the same film. Characters of done the stuff let them be the I writing think, i don't force. think it, you wouldn't have been able to fit that into a film because you needed the paul rudd character to show everybody about hey these guys saved new york in 1984 yeah, no, that's, you that's, couldn't that's, have that's, done it without it though that's the thing but, no, um, I, I'm saying you obviously it harks back to the original movie but I'm just saying, even with the setup, they could have just had more of it being... And they, they at the midpoint, they started going in their own direction. They started having the new characters doing the stuff. It was just mm -hmm. then when it got to the final act and then the actual what was going on, it was all relating to the previous movies. It was almost like a... a, a it was just too remember, Barry. It didn't, it didn't mm -hmm. give me any... It didn't give me any new feelings. It didn't give me any new moments to, to hold that were in and of themselves awesome. It just kept on going, hey, you remember when this other film did something cool? Hey, you remember when it, that, that time that that other movie made you feel X? And I'm like, yes, but I'm not watching that movie. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Take this movie out and put the better movie on? But do you want... Uh, I don't because think it was better. that's what you're signaling me to do. No, I don't think it was better. Mm -mm, not no, sure. I'm I... that, that, that was how it made me feel. Like it was constantly mm -hmm. going... You remember this this other better movie? I'm like, no, make this movie better. Mm, well, okay. Well, did you did you enjoy seeing it in the on the big screen? It was, was all it worth right. it. It was all right. I can't I can't go any further, and I, I'm absolutely trying not to bag on it because I know so many people who've absolutely loved it, and mm. I'm not going to take that away from them. I'm just, I I just didn't just didn't hit. Fair enough. So it's a bit of a Marmite one then from Super Fortress. So try it. You might like it. You might not. But how about yeah. Paul Rudd? You were talking points about Paul Rudd. Uh, he does a solid job of being Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. It's Paul Rudd is in movies because he does. He plays Paul Rudd, and that's what he does all the way through. This is he plays Paul Rudd, and he has and a thing that he does. And that's what he does. <laughs> He's so, so inoffensive, fine. isn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, I, well, fair, fair enough. That's our summary for Ghostbusters, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. The kids so, were brilliant. I wish they'd had more, yeah. more impact on the plot. They were great. Yeah. So, especially so, in the resolution. Mm, mm. But anyway, that that's I'm I'm a bitter. But you bitter up then. Uh, for Moonfa, Paul Rudd is like Ryan Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> That's two played... bites. Moofna, not Moonfa. Moonfa, <laughs> Paul Rudd is like Ryan Reynolds. They both have played the same character for the last four years in different movies. Yes. That's true. That's true. Oh, that... you want absolute proof of that? Red Notice. Oh, we watched yeah. That. that was a non-entity. Yeah, we're not even talking about Red Notice because we cannot recommend that it. Gardo, The Rock and Ryan Reynolds being Galgado, The Rock, and Ryan Reynolds for two hours that could have been 
It was mad. Absolutely. It was, it was mad bad. Not mad in a good way either. No. It was just dog. Do you have um, an intro segment for the next section, Andy? I do. Go on then. Uh, yeah, I'm talking of mad and bad. Trash or treasure. Dum, dum, yeah. dum. This is a shameless plug for the Thursday night gets to gets together. Um, it gets together and it puts the lotion on the bathroom. <laughs> you can find out about them at facebook.com slash groups slash hardcore genki. Uh, the actual chat we do, that's uh, bit.ly slash superfortressdiscord. So uh, this is a shameless plug. Well, it's not just a shameless plug. It's it's more than a shameless plug. It's, it's Wait, uh, so, Well, this is the Super Fortress Hardcore Genki, yeah. so we can talk it's about Super Fortress things. Thursday night get-togethers. Um, it's uh, And for my amazing blog, Trash or Treasure, which is at trashortreasure.blog, uh, these have been run every week since lockdown started. So since February... 2021 oh my god it's coming on for two years yep. uh various forms and in various platforms and they're still going so that this this is just me talking about them and and riffing um yeah absolutely they, the whole thing started because of the trash or treasure posts that i was doing and uh the netflix watch parties app uh came into existence my theory was that if i'm watching these movies anyway to do these reviews uh i might as well invite others to join in, do the same for a bit of company, help drum up some more readership, get some other people's views on stuff, because uh, obviously I suffer from crippling imposter syndrome, so I needed to have assurances that my opinions on these things were even slightly valid. Um, and, you know, drum up some more readership because you try and get interaction to get people involved. What I didn't what I didn't expect, uh, and this is the thing I'm more interested in, was it grew into something that people really look forward to as a social meeting. Mm. Like, um, we've now got a regular crew of people actively coming along. And if I don't do a post saying it's coming, they're going, hey, what's the next movie? What's the next movie? Rather than each week me having to bang the drum and drag people out. Um, part of this probably because we didn't, you know, when I started it, we didn't know lockdown was going to be forever. Um, it's true. And I'm also just surprised because I never thought people would have the same resilience to bad movies. As I oh, I don't know. I mean, didn't they make didn't... an entire TV series like uh, Mystery Science Theater and MST 2000? Um, they have made stuff like that, but that that's those are always looking at that's trying to find the, the the big difference i'd say between that and what we do is they're they're finding bad movies and trying to say this is a bad movie this is why it's bad trash or treasure is taking like i always look for stuff that's mid-rated like mm. six out of ten five out of ten two yeah. two and a half out of five <laughs> and and bung that one yeah uh, <laughs> That's I true. don't. I don't know. The, some, the riffing does them... help. I mean, to be honest, like the top two, we've come across some proper treasure, even yeah. though they were full-on trash. But we have really, really endured some terrible, we terrible. But uh, it's the fact that people keep coming, coming back for the good stuff. It's people are happier when we find a treasure. Yeah. People are happier when we find something that's not technically a great movie, but is still yeah. absolutely worth watching. Yeah, and yeah. That, it doesn't feel as I much know. of an endurance as perhaps we had thought it was. 
It's the um, willingness in this yeah. in this day or age. Yeah. Where all these there's people There's so much media, isn't there? Right? It's so much media and it's so much easier to find good media. You can just go on Amazon, you can just go on Netflix and they will just go, here's a movie, here's ten out, here's what all your peers have said, and you can you can find something you know you will like. Yeah. And time is precious, even yeah. when we're all locked at home. So having people go, Yeah, I'll take an absolute blinder on what could be hot garbage. <laughs> that's that's yeah. really cool to have to have happen um and it is nice having people watch the same film as you like ping in the silly comments mm. like if the i mean i view it as a really good thing and i think i i would i prefer the discord and the live chat online to having everybody over and talking all over the film mm. like for me like it is funny but it, it for me personally as an individual who gets like overloaded with things like that, it would just become annoying and frustrated and I wouldn't enjoy it in the same way. Like, for example, I mean, I mentioned Mystery Science Theatre, but I just can't actually watch it because I find it too annoying. Mm. Like when it's on text, you can choose to read it as you go along or just put it down for a bit, enjoy it. And then when a crap bit comes up, you can pick it up and go, <laughs> you know, someone thought of something at your, it's your choice. Yeah. Whereas if someone's talking about it over and over and over, it, it's intrusive, I think. So that's a really good People positive are trying point. trying to get their joke to land again and again. Yeah, possibly, yeah. And it's like, you know, pacing. The beauty of Discord yeah. is you can consume it at your own pace or ignore it at your leisure. Exactly. Uh, I would say ignore it at your, at your leisure is a very key line here mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. from Bufner because if you are liking a film that everyone else is bagging on, you can just ignore the Discord. And there have been multiple yeah. times where I've been absolutely enwrapped by a scene and people have been slamming into it. And I've just not been... So I don't miss out on enjoying yeah, the film. Exactly. I don't, especially with this kind of movie, I don't feel bad. No. Not that, not that our crowd is like that, but I don't feel bad for liking no. that scene. I, I get to, to finish the scene and feel smug that everyone else is wrong and that I get to write the reviews, so they're going to be completely ignored. Um, <laughs> Maybe it stems from back in the day when maybe we didn't know as many people who were into the same things as we were maybe. passionately into. If you try and show someone something that you really loved something and they were just like meh over it or suddenly yeah. slammed it, it's so painful. So I think having that choice with the Discord chat yeah. maybe ties into that experience that many of us have had. One, one thing that has actually surprised me um, is how tolerant people are. And it, it's obviously it's a self-selecting audience. But the tolerance that the, the, the people involved, and we've got like, a, I'd say about 15, 10 or 15 people cycling through, which is a reason, you know, it's a pretty reasonable amount. It's ha how much tolerance they got for what normally called, be called bad films, as long as the film tries to do something fundamentally entertaining. Acting is minimal consideration effects are secondary something being a treasure pretty much comes down to a steady stream of stuff happening and characters to care about it is do we care is something happening on screen and do we care that is what makes people think something if something is trash or treasure it's some some of the stuff we've watched has been incredibly technically good but really slow. So people are just like, yeah, this is pure trash. Whereas something like um, Dark, uh, Night of the Scarecrow, which really is badly made. We loved it because mm. 
It had a lot to talk about. Just, it had a lot. It said it had a lot to talk about. It said it very awkwardly. It said it yeah. very cheaply. <laughs> it tried its best. That's it. It's tried yeah. best. And yeah. that yeah. to me, I found yeah. that. I am finding that. Plus, mm -hmm. just you know, it's just nice nicest thing that people regularly turn up to consume it. It's good for my ego, but it's also just nice to have that thing. So yeah. thanks to everyone who comes along. Uh, yeah, we're going to carry on, on doing it. It's made our lockdown and our semi-isolation in this household that we've had to do very, very tolerable and helpful yeah. and supportive so thank you everyone that joins in and you yeah. can join in too it's every thursday if you join in uh, follow our discord um that andy posted he can post it in the if you pop the thing up again yeah it's a uh, is it bitly.com uh, bitly bit.ly superfortress discord and yes. yeah you ba it basically uh, allows you to enter the app because and it's a, a ever open invite um, so and it's basically people... just a chat, chat app so give us two seconds what have we got this month might as well oh come on where's the events page what delights do we have we have So this Thursday, we've got Cat Women of the Moon. That'll be on the 2nd. On the 9th, we've got Theatre of Blood. On the 16th, we've got Black Christmas. And then on the 23rd, we've got Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. <laughs> and Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny is an absolute... This is a classic. This is an old tradition that they used to have in the States where... Mufnik can pull us up on this if we are incorrect. But... No, the, the, this is um, during, during the 60s and 70s, uh, very regionalized TV. So local shonky amusement parks would make movies that are adverts for all the rides that are at their shonky amusement park. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, and then put it on air uh, and air it on the telly. So it's basically a very cheaply produced 90-minute long advert for an amusement park that's long gone. Amazing, uh, amazing. It's, it's going it's, to be a proper shonk fest. I'm excited. I love that. Yeah. A practice that has thankfully died. You say that, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's completely legit. No, it's anyway. great. Won't, won't be as good as that uh, water park that documentary that oh, we watched. Uh, yeah, which you can Action find on park. previous previous. Yeah, ones. we anyway. already covered Traction Park and we love that. But yeah, anyway. okay. Meanwhile, on the road. Yes. <laughs> that was filmed this morning. <laughs> we miss conventions. Uh, we really do. We really do. We've missed. We've missed. Missed two events. Main events. A few times that we go to as punters, and like about sixteen events that we go to as sellers. Uh, yes, it was nice to have a break. Absolutely. They're, these events are massive. They're exhausting. You know. But we really miss them. Actually. Oh, American. <laughs> I don't think there was as much traction, uh, you know, or police cars that they'd. Uh, I've now. Done. But I've I'm, now, I'm always here to watch like a documentary I've about a theme park. Visions that of ruins Hills doing a Christmas <laughs> special. Anyway, you were saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're missing, we, we, we're missing like, MCM London. We're missing all the events that uh, we used bubble, to do. Thought um, bubble. We those are the, do... the main two, but the you know the one we always did in Burton, 
not uh, there was not Birmingham. No, we done Birmingham MCM. We did uh, Nottingham comics. Uh, Nottingham we... Comic Con. Um, oh, yeah, the, for me, the Will Adams Festival, where I go and draw the caricatures. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, local trade, lo local um, fair, little alternative arts fairs. We missed mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. uh, we we normally we've done no trading at all. Or no, no, it's not the same trading. as doing it online. It's just no. not the same doing an online event. I don't have the time or the energy to market. Um, it, it takes so much. You just throw stuff into the ether and not a lot sticks. And some people are so good at it, but it really exhausts me and wears me out. Um, but even though these events, they're so big and they're so busy, I just I just miss people. Like I'd see people and I'd be energized by seeing their faces and their energy and things that they were making, you know, that. For me, definitely with needlessly aggressive products, because my stuff is so focused at, throwing shit at people not having people nearby that i can uh you know verbally or visually abuse um that takes some of it away but it's also just missing the context of events for the for the stuff i make for the for the, for the comedic value that has definitely masked me but it's also i don't i'm absolutely if i'm at a market if i'm at a stall i will stand there and i will be bullshit as all hell but I don't want to put an advert on Facebook. <laughs> it's not the same. I just, it's I just, not the same at all. Yeah. And no. the, the, en the energy involved trying to hype up an online event is so different and it feels mm. a lot more invasive. People aren't nice used to it either. You kind of have to still teach people how to online convention, much like yeah. when you do a new local convention and... People, yeah. the new attendees like they look at you like you're a zoo exhibit like you yeah. have to teach people this is what a convention is and yes you can spend some money like <laughs> we made these the, the number you of know. times we've been to first time events and people come in and they're just like what is this place yeah Who are you what are we got, doing? It's like that it's was like, another oh. type of tiresome actually yeah. like comic um, conventions have been happening in the uk since the 70s what is going on with this not everyone you go to marvel well the amount of people that go to see marvel films and they don't really realize that like comic books still exist it's yeah. odd but it's odd. It, for, for me it's going to take a long time for me to feel safe um when you've got a chronic condition it's really highlighted that when other people decide to be selfish they really blum and go for it I, like i think we are entering on on the safety front because obviously the reason we haven't been has been safety. Um, we're now entering a difficult phase, a very difficult phase, where the wish to go to events could easily outstrip the ability to run mm. safe events. It's a very difficult balance to be made, not least because unnecessary precautions lead to, uh, I want to call it safety theatre fatigue. It's like if you are being overly cautious, people will work it out they will get they will get exhausted by it mm. and the lack of the uh, you see you got that but you've also got a lack of necessary precautions can lead to literal deaths so there's a very difficult line i know that mcm uh lfcc there are a number of events running the running shows and and doing shows that are being safe I, there's not been a massive spike from mcm i mm. thought there would be i was wrong they yeah, everyone that's done a lap flow test has come out shiny and good. Yeah. So, you know, they are it's... putting in precautions. Yeah. 
But how yeah, long will absolutely. those precautions be able to stay at the levels they are? How long will people be willing to put up with that? And how long before smaller events start 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 kicking things off? Because apart, yeah. apart from anything, there is an actual demand. I mean, I, I honestly, I, re- I I never realized how much I took for granted the energy of the events. Yeah, there was, and and there was something wonderful about that many geeks and nerds in one place just going. Oh wow, we love this. Whatever it is, even if it's just being at the convention, I think it's also it kind because of, like it kind of became a back. I took it for granted, and it became a background noise. So mm, I know I, I go to I go to events, and I can be incredibly cynical because I'm a bitter husk of a man. But I think even that shtick to me, having not been able to do it for two years, that's going to change. I hope yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I, I can't it's, take it for granted any longer. Again, because in the past we've had people like not really get what we're very much into so to be in a place where all those people are also into what we are into Mm. like to more to a level more than the average person even though the internet has helped us connect and different types of jobs have become available like we met at a job that was pretty geeky um years and years and years ago but because we grew up when those opportunities weren't around i don't think we take it for granted that it's easier to find people who are into sharing the love mm. of these things but i think again taking it away ha- does make us realize like yeah actually i really miss these people mm. i speak to so many of them almost every day on social media at least every week every month i miss yeah. them i miss seeing them you know the best, way I, the best way i can put it is previously i used to be at conventions being annoyed that people weren't into exactly the same stuff I am right now I'm just going to be excited to be in a room full of people who are into stuff (laughs) just just being around people who are into stuff is going to be pretty cool which is probably unless you've got anything else to say on missing conventions I don't think so. I don't think so. But yeah. but what what are you plotting Andy? What are so you this plotting? This is probably why I'm plotting a convention. <laughs> uh, Watch out world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, this is another brazenly shameless plug. I managed to end up secretary for the big Huntington Geek Out, uh, which will be running at the Commemoration Hall in Huntingdon, 7th of August, Sunday 7th of August uh, 2022, aiming to be a day of geek interest fun presentations we're going to have presentations panels workshops it's going to be a three-minute presentation challenge uh it's going to be exhibits there's also going to be another drawathon um which will be which is a, a drawing challenge yeah competition be great. that i keep on making up as i go along and yeah so when i say it's difficult to work out you know people are having trouble with um covid at conventions yeah it absolutely is i mean i'm planning an event this is from first-hand experience i'm planning an event that's going to be happening in august and i don't know if we're going to be able to run it in august <laughs> i'm putting time and effort in on the assumption that we're I not all you can do is book things and just hope for the best the day before that's how we've had to learn how to roll in the yeah. past few yeah. years now past two years I, i'm it, it it's organizing event where i've got to factor in what happened you know what do we do with the cash if the whole thing just if, if the day before they just go right the uk's on lockdown trying to find out where i can find um the precaution you know necessary precautions and where i can get the updates for the necessary precautions and trying to make predictions because we don't want to like 
over pack anything. It's it's difficult. I mean, it's awesome. But even for for me, just doing a small local thing, it's a nightmare. <laughs> and this yeah. is even before I have to turn around to people and you know try and convince a couple hundred people to turn up to a single place and go, yeah. By the way, you're not going to catch the plague. It'll be fine. We've yeah. re- you know we're really pro- plague pro- plague aware. But it depends on us. people joining in on that. Like people mm. still wearing masks, still maintaining distance, not Absolutely. touching everything, washing their hands, what? using you know it's, all that basic hygiene. Fine, stuff. Yeah, but it's fi- it's finding out what can we do if someone is if if someone is unwilling to mu- to wear a mask. Mm. What do we? It, it, it's the level of complication is insane. But the event is. This is not me moaning. This is just me going. Okay, this is intense. Uh, and also, by the way, we're doing a. I'm doing an event. Come along. It will be awesome. Because mm, I'm missing conventions that much. I'm yeah. running one of the bars. But we're gonna things. we're gonna start small. We'll you know it's like a one day event. We we'll just you know, take event. easy baby steps. Get back into doing. I'm not conventions. expecting to be larger than so, NTM till at least next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I hope oh, hang to on. do. Uh, so. I dodged the bullet for eighteen months. Just oh god. Oh no! Oh, what a shame, Tony. Oh, oh, like, yeah. Well, stay safe. Stay well. That's all That's you can thing, do though. is just try your best, hope yeah. for the best, and look after yourself. It's no one's fault. It just no. happens, you know. It's you oh, all the precautions you want. It'll still just yep. go horribly wrong. But yep. yeah, anyway, absolutely. Check out Big oh. Huntington Geek Out Social Club. That's got all the information. Book the date. Find out where Huntington is. Yeah. COVID is the new Whamhalla. You will eventually be sent. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's not if, it's when. Absolutely yes. that. What a shame. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll keep on I'm, trucking, though. We're going to keep on trucking because that's what we do. And we can't it stay in the Super Fortress do. forever, even no. though we want to. No. But I but think yeah. that's us. Yeah. Are we done? Um, I can't think of anything else to plug. Do you have anything to plug? Ah, not at the moment. My Patreon was kind of quiet this year. I think I burnt myself out trying to... I did an 80-page comic during the first year of the pandemic last year. And this year, I'm just shattered. (laughs) So there's been a lot of stuff going on. So I took it easy this year. Um, But Christmas, I've booked a lot of time off work over Christmas. And Christmas is basically the summer holiday for adults. (laughs) So I'll probably get the majority of my comic stuff set. off at the same time. I know, I know. So I'll probably get a lot of stuff. Um, we've rebooted this uh, Twitch channel, so I'll jump on to Twitch and you yeah. know for a little bit. Um, it, it's I'm going to be doing stuff way. on my Twitch channel at some yeah, point. Yeah, and I've got an idea play, that play the I think stuff we that. bothered with. Yeah. Like as as long as it's not too intrusive for us, if we've got a lot of stuff going on, like I've got family members in in hospital soon, just for procedures though, so that's going to take up my focus. But if like if stuff doesn't hit the fan, then that's when I can do it. But of course, it's completely unpredictable, isn't it? When yeah. whether you can or can't do these things, so that's the thing. We just got to look after ourselves, uh, look after each other, stay excellent, be excellent, stay excellent. Yeah. Um, so the the next yes yeah, sorry under you were saying no 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 you you, you, no? you you're hitting the script it's fine no worries um, so we were thinking about you know the next show let's see whether we can do it so this is the end of November and then the next December deadline would be on the twenty fifth of December so, no, no not that's doing not that. happening I'm not doing <laughs> so, a turkey and then jumping online 
for all this. Uh, it, may, it, may, it may surprise people, but there's a lot of prep that goes into these. Streamy uh, Christmas dinner. God, come on, Wilby. So I'm not doing that much, bang. Oh, no, um, thanks. No, thanks. So, so we're going to aim at January the 29th, but if we can squeeze one in over the Christmas holidays, then we will. But again, well, it's just going to be ad hoc when you feel like it. Tell everyone so, about us. Tell everyone to come. So yeah, I hope you've had a good time. Hit us Thank up you on so YouTube where it's going to be posting. Hit us up mm. on here when it's going to be. Join us at the yeah. Super Fortress where we learn yeah. everyone know what to do and share an awful lot of silly stuff. Yeah. Uh, right, Laura, where can people find you? Uh, well, yeah, main website, pinkapplejam.com. On Twitter and Facebook, I am Pink Apple Jam Art. On uh, Twitch, yep, Pink Apple Jam. And Patreon, Pink Apple Jam. So that's my name again. It's Pink Apple yep. Jam. So, find... um, oh, Etsy as well. Yes, well remembered, yep. Andy. Well done. I'm Andy on stuff. Etsy, Etsy. Go to Etsy, look for Needlessly Aggressive. You'll find my shonk. Uh, go to Raggedy Man, you'll hear me screaming into the wind on Twitter. Yep. yep. And a, a little co announcer thing is at Hardcore Genki, which is awesome. Indeed, that's our Twitter yeah. account, isn't it? Yep. Yes. So jump onto Twitter and find our witterings there. Um, but thank you so much for joining in. Stay safe. Yes. Facebook. Oh, before we forget, of course, Facebook, Hardcore Genki. Yeah. That's often where we'll share stupid memes and stuff as well to do with the films and TV that we've and been watching. And you for events and go, come, yeah. and, come and watch us do a thing. We demand your yeah. attention. It's a nice little, like, just group, just gang. Yeah. yeah. So stay safe. Stay well. Take care and be excellent to each other, everybody. All the best. Stay well. Bye. Bye.